Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crashcast. This robed Crashcast from PAX East 2016. From Jason the ho- and I, from, yes. From the hotel room. From the hotel room that we were staying at, at PAX East in Boston. We are in, we are, we are both in, <laughs> in, in, in wrapped in <laughs> white robed. robes that make us look like sushi rolls. Mmm, terry cloth. Yes, it's very, we, we are, we are going for uh, decadence here. On yes. this particular crash cast. <laughs> From the free robes. I am drinking scotch. <laughs> I am not drinking And I, I have a, a snifter of Glenn Levitt and <laughs> From Rogue. the minibar. And I am, I am happy to be anywhere else <laughs> other than the show floor today. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. <laughs> so we're, we're taking a little bit of... Jason does, in fact, have his legs up right now. Yep. I, I, I'm is, very close to my bed right now. He which is... is not- which is which? Speaking of places we want and don't want to be, that's where I'm going to be real soon. Oh, this, but, is getting, this is getting this is getting deep and philosophical. Yeah, here. all right. Um, but we have a few we have a few thoughts about the things we saw today. We Indeed, say. day one of PAX East 2016 is in the books, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of shit that happened today, and we're going to spend probably like the next half hour, 45 minutes, talking about some of the stuff we saw, some of the things we want to get some stuff out to you guys because. PAX is, by all accounts, one of the very, 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 very fun, active, crazy, wild, insane shows of the year. At the top of the convention ladder. Yeah. It, it pretty much is one of the favorites of a lot of people because of it being in Boston, it being so close to a lot of uh, companies that are here. A lot of companies turn out for it. The, the, the and, mega and it being and just the focus being on fans and oh not God, on companies. Yeah. And, and just that megaphone... Of of like you know the voice of the that megaphone being tor- turned towards the fans and then right. being able to talk directly to the developers and then being able to talk right back to them right in kind. right to and so we're going to be focusing on video games f- with this podcast but I just would like to note for for those who have as not oppo- as opposed to bathrobes well uh, I would like to note as opposed you know for those who have not been to a PAX or not not know much about it like there is gigantic sections of the floor that are based there is focused on tabletop gaming and you know card games and there's rooms just filled with cosplay with well cosplay but with rooms filled with pcs and consoles and people doing various tournaments that i don't and even know anything about masses. It's uh, and <laughs> free deodorant given out so those <laughs> oh unwashed masses God. can smell better um, but yeah, so there's there's it's it is a, an entire celebration of geekdom, if you will. It is, indeed. and it's and it's it is pretty neat. And we we only actually get to see. I was gonna say a small slice. It is a big slice. We're seeing you know the big expo hall, but nonetheless, like there's this huge section of the whole convention that we we don't touch on. But it's, it's exciting that it's there. There 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 is something definitely like <sighs> refreshing about the 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 geek culture, the nerd culture, the way it is just embraced whole hog here at mm-hmm. something like a PAX East. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen at other conventions like, you know, Comic-Cons and stuff like that. Sure. But it really always feels like this is where people come home. Right. Like and you know, you hear that a lot with conventions where it's like you walk in and you go like this is this is where I belong. These mm-hmm. are my people. And the truth is, like, I feel much more at home at a PAX East than I do at a Comic-Con. Okay, yeah. And because oh. these are my people, we're all here for video games. And right, that's, right. That's such a refreshing thing for me because, uh, you know, when I go to an E3, for example, 
we're all there about video games, but it's from a very business focused, like bullet point kind of thing. And this is, I've got this, and PAX East is, and any of the PAXs, from, I haven't been to a PAX Prime yet, but I'm hoping to, which is now called PAX West. But <laughs> you walk in and you just, you see people go like, their eyes light up. They're fucking handing out business cards like crazy. And they're just going, I have this awesome fucking game. Will you play it? Yeah. And it's just like the best anti-PR machine, you know, promotion cycle thing of just, I have a game. Please play it. Please check it out. It's coming. We don't know when or we do, mm-hmm. but we will like we will fucking throw these cards at you with all this information. Here's a controller. We just got controller support working like yesterday. a few days ago. <laughs> please play it. <laughs> we don't even care if you don't like it. Just fucking uh... play it, please. And so that, quite frankly, is one of the most awesome aspects of this con. One of the mm-hmm. things, though, that right off the bat, because I want to get to this before we get to anything else, that was not so cool <laughs> oh, yeah, right. about the con this morning was we were <laughs> approaching the uh, the convention hall, the Boston Convention and Entertainment Center. Uh, exp- no, um, Boston Convention and Explore. It's some letter with an it's some word with an e that starts exploration expedition. It's the ex- BCEC. Whatever. Good enough for me, C. And um, they from the distance we could see like long lines. Like coming out of the front of the convention center from all the approachable entrances. And what we noticed when we got there was, in fact, Jason, you took some photos of this. Yeah, uh, it was not lines, it was just a mob, a huge <laughs> mob. Uh, we may have cut the. I can't even say we cut a line because we cut a we we, we cut wa- a blob. We 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 walked into <clears> a mob <throat> and then at one point finally suddenly they they formed slight lines. But it was kind of like we encountered a Binding of Isaac enemy. It's like, yeah, oh, it's like a big like yeah, this big there, blob yes. of some sort. that's just like which angle of this do we yeah. attack? Or or, or or various zombie games where like just this horde of zombies pouring over a, a wall. Anyway, um, the the point the thing was they they and I don't we. Did not go to PAX East last year, but we were not there last so year. So I, I don't know if this is brand new or at least you know two years old. But there was metal detectors, uh, and they seemed to be taking a long time to go through them. So at one point they appeared to basically give up on the metal detectors. Uh, they, uh, from what we could tell, it looked like they had maybe six or seven metal detectors and about forty fucking thousand people <laughs> trying to get in all at right. once. And at some point there was just lines that were like. Here's if you get, here's how you get in if you have a medical badge and it was like, do these people have medical? No, these people do we not have medical don't. badges <laughs> whatsoever. These people are just like, this is an entrance. We're fucking going yeah. in. And I really feel like when I turn around, I feel like even the the, the metal detector lines they were just kind of like, ah, just get to go, just go, just go, just go. Yeah, because I think <laughs> people were getting irate, like yeah. especially when you saw like Mario's and Zelda's and <laughs> fucking like League of Legends characters all like working together to like climb a wall yeah, outside yeah, of that the, was cute. Just like get into this, like we'll get through this together, man. <laughs> Yes, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say it wasn't, I want to note, it wasn't like it was kind of a violent game through. It was just kind of like, no, we're going to handle this. What is going on? Although it, was, it did kind of like echo things of like the nerd version of the D Day invasion. It's like, <laughs> okay, we're yeah. going to get you to the line. Hold on. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going right, on that's here? A, that's, that's easy. Do I ship it's up with you? Like, do I follow this crew up here? It's right, like, right, right. My right. whole team is gone. 
So what the fuck is going on? We'll get you to PAX East, brother. Don't worry. Um, but once we, we got did inside, eventually get in, yeah. Yeah. And I want to also note, Rob, earlier today I was complaining about, like, I feel like I hadn't quite gotten as much done as in previous ones. Right. I now now realize because we didn't get into, like, noon because of all, <laughs> the, because of all of that in the front. But anyway, That's, we did finally true. get in. We went, we visited the Twitch booth. We did go to the Twitch booth. They had some fun stuff going on. It was nice to see a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while there. I got finally got you to get you know your feet wet with like all of, like I yeah I, I met you a bunch the of deep guys, end yeah. of a bunch of casters yeah who you've never hands. seen before but right. they're very they're very cool people yeah no they seem and once again really Twitch had a very plush booth with nice couches that made me go I don't want to live here <laughs> I could just stay here all day and coffee. hang out with the Twitch people yes they had coffee and lemonade and they were very nice to us yeah. and uh, they're very cool they're very cool folks um. But once we said hello to some people there, we then went back out on the floor, and we we spent. I, spend, I feel like I spent. I think we both spent a lot of time just really kind of walking around and and taking a lot of photographs. I, uh, yes. I, I spent a lot of my time just taking pictures of uh, of cosplayers, of booths, of you know just setups, of like looking over people's shoulders and just like like you know just checking in on the gameplay of some of these games. Um, it took me a while to actually actually sat down with controller slash keyboard, totally, but totally. you know, it took a lot of photographs. <laughs> there was a lot to see. It was very colorful, as as usual. I, I'm not sure if I can say it any different than other PAXs, but it's still very colorful, very um, enormous numbers of people. I, I mean, I think the thing that I noticed almost right off the bat is that it felt like there were certain areas of the floor where booths that I expected to be there were there. Like, you know, there's a Capcom booth, there's an Xbox booth, oh, yeah. there's a Square Enix booth, you know, Battle Blocks, uh, the the uh, the Behemoth guy's booth is all, where it always is, off to the right when you come in. Yeah. You know, there were a bunch of, like, noticeable, like, absences. Like, you know, Battleborn is here, but 2K is not really showing a lot of stuff. That, like that, that is Rockstar is not oh, Rockstar really here there at all this year. They have um, nothing to show prior to E3, I think. You know, uh, the 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 the, in, the thing that I thought was a really interesting theme of of the show is that there was a lot of zombie stuff going on. There's a lot of zombie zombies. Lot, uh, and, and, zombies and, and, was was a big theme of like the indie. And you know what? Another big theme that neither of us really interacted much with at all yeah. today, but I did see it was a lot of VR. I didn't uh, see well. I, 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 I did. Per, I, I walked yeah. around and so I did. Well, I was about, as I was about to say, like I was, I was about to kind of follow up with what you said, and I feel like I was about to say I felt like I didn't see much of the Sony presence, and then I realized no, actually there is a big Sony booth, and there it is, is a big Sony booth, yeah. and it is de devoted not entirely a bunch of it's Uncharted Four. But definitely a good portion of it is to the Sony VR. Totally. Which I you know, I just walked past and saw people doing it. I didn't you know, I didn't get on I think I saw one Vive in the in the I saw that I saw not oh I saw I have pictures of the gigantic line going around wrapping around the Oculus booth. Sure. Which is just a big black box that people disappear into. You made a very interesting point earlier today about or I think maybe it was us and Foom or some other person basically saying like Oculus at this point feels like it's here, except if you've never actually had an experience yes, with it, yes. which I thought was yeah. really profound because it's like there's yeah. still lots of people who have not gotten a chance to try that. Show. Exactly. Yeah, I was saying that. I was and saying this that is like, like their only opportunity. Yeah, you know, we we can kind of go go like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, VR, the Oculus is here. Why why are you waiting on? Because again, the Oculus line looked it looked ours. I don't totally. know. Totally. Um, but but on the other hand, if you know you never have gotten a chance to try one, which I, I by by the way, I've only had like the 
the dev kit like yeah. for uh, 20 minutes or something like that. So like I, like I people, wouldn't mind yeah. checking out like the 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 full version. I was not going to wait forever, but I feel like people were going over to the Oculus booth looking for Palmer Lucky going where the fuck is my pre-order, dude? Well, still waiting. I'm still waiting. <laughs> where is it? <laughs> but 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 basically if you if you don't know anyone has VR and you you know this is a like one of the few places where you can go and try it out before totally. plunking down how, 600 plus dollars or whatever I, I just is. I just think the conjunctivitis is not really worth it though. I hope they spray that with like, Purell or whatever. When all I can think about is like I'm not sure I want to touch this controller. Nah. The idea of something coming off of somebody else's eyeballs Basically, and being like yeah. I'm just going to rub this all over my face. La, 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 la. I'm like nah, I don't know about this. Uh, about this a lot of alcohol catchy. swabs, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, exactly. We 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 spent um, a lot of time. I feel like not actually because I think tomorrow we're going to do more time at the indie mega booth. Actually, Correct. this was this was something I was I was I was thinking about a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't want to go forever on this, but the kind of the, the general idea, you know, years ago there used to be the kind of mid tier games. You had the big blockbusters, the mid tier, and then like kind of small stuff. And like sure. one of the kind of stories the last ten years is how that that you know THQ and such has kind of just disappeared and you just have the gigantic big you know Call of Duty whatever blockbusters and then the mini mini indie games and I feel like that's changing a little bit in that a lot of the indie you know the a lot of the old indie game companies have gotten bigger right. you know and also some of the big publishers are are publishing smaller games totally which and and oh, there's also like some of these kind of smaller developers which so what I'm getting at is kind of like like Devolver and like like super giant games is still an indie developer but they have like a they have a size of a booth with like pr people no, totally. and, and all that so what i'm just getting as like i feel like we spent a lot of time in the new mid tier look you know shadow warrior as and you know your near we didn't get to go to the super giant games thing but like around that kind of area i definitely agree with you that um the mid tier game is changing but also the mid tier game doesn't necessarily denote the same kind of like strange sort of like oh yeah mid, like middling not, quality yes either. Like, like i agree with you, know, you on that it's, too. Yes, it's yeah. the kind of thing where it's like the the middle like the i'm talking more in terms of budget mid, I guess. let's 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 say mid-tier is more like it's there you know it, 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 it's kind of that 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 struggle that people have been having with indie games where it's like what is an indie game yeah, anymore sure. is an indie game like a big budget indie or is that like a mini budgeted triple a title right like and also a lot of that stuff is kickstarted now too true, true. so you have indie titles that are surviving off of huge kickstarter uh, uh uh amounts that have been raised and you know walk like the crate i absolutely agree with you 100 percent that there was a surreal moment walking through like the devolver digital yeah booth and being like these guys are fucking in it to win it yeah, like having yeah, a they've jacket, got a lot like of games walking there. Walking through their booth and going like, "This is the kind of shit you would see at a square." Right, right. And like uh, it's a smaller, it's a smaller booth than square. the dungeon on yeah. a gigantic it's fucking screen. screen. Yes. Are you're, you kidding? You're right. It's just like it's, and that's kind of what I was getting more getting at. I feel tiny like tiny build. When did tiny build become <laughs> a big fucking? Studio? Is that the indie, like the indie indie? I, I, again, yeah. you're right. The the definition is going hard, but like there's still there still are the small booths with like. Hi, I'm going to walk up and talk to you. You made this game. Right. You know, versus Devolver Digital, which is not Square, which is not Sony, all that. But still, they're, they've are they they got a nice-sized booth. They've got the gigantic screen. They've got all these different games. Totally. 
Um, um, again, super giant. Like I when I like looked in, like I don't think everyone working at that at that box, you know, wor- you know, works at the company. I think there are PR people and people from publishers. It's and such. possible. I don't like know. The, maybe I, mean, I might. Maybe, I, don't know. I think they might have had a couple of hired booth people. Uh, but I, yeah. the, the thing is that I, that super giant games can have their own booth and that be like a major for like you know. Yes, they were right next to the Divinity. Original Sin 2 Right, guys. which is another kind of uh, along those lines. Which is... Larian. Larian, yeah. And Larian now is... Their booth was nice. very busy. Yes. You know, well, and very... And sizable, too. Like, yeah. And I think... I think the major point of what we're getting at is, is that, like, y- you know, you walk by, like... This, this was a surreal moment for me. When you told me that, like, there was a new... Uh, what is what is the um the shooter that you wanted to see? This this is how like, I have a continual continual problem with this in that it has got one of the most generic, generic motherfucking names. names. There's a ever. lot of games with really generic names, but um, Lawbreakers, Lawbreakers, right? It's, uh, Cl- a Cliff Blazinski. Multiplayer first-person shooter, yeah. yeah. Multiplayer first-person shooter. I don't know much more than they that about it. They had a gigantic fucking booth, and yeah. I didn't even notice it till the end of the show today. <laughs> I know it's a Because right, my I... head was all up right. Indie Mega Booth's ass. Right. It's like, I will stay here forever. I, <laughs> I, I will admit to very much enjoying multiplayer first-person sure. shooters. Sure. Well, so I mean, I'm I don't see any reason. But one, it's like, but... you know, I had... Uh, th- I think this maybe talks to some of the shifting attitudes towards my tastes in video games. Because, like, walking into the booth, the first thing you see is Gears of War 4. And I was like, could not fucking care less. <laughs> I was like, get me around this booth as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing to, that's not to say that I will not play Gears of War 4. But it's like, if I'm here, that's not what I oh, well, about. Oh, yes, that's true. And it's like, Lawbreakers, I was looking at the booth. I'm like, I kind of want to play this. I also don't know that I want to take time away from the indie mega booth yeah like fair enough fucking crazy because like enter the gungeon was one of the last games yeah, i played yeah. before i came out here i'm like wow this is not these are not games that i would have even thought i would have been into mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and now i'm just like come to papa <laughs> i want mm-hmm. i want this in my life every day yeah uh which is the way i've been reacting to hyper light drifter but like so what were some of the so okay so Getting a little bit of our bearings, like we 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 walked around the indie mega booth like eighteen times today. Yeah, we walked around we, a lot of the like I would. So like double fine, we walked around. We walked, you know, we walked around. Um, ah, gosh, I feel like double fine had some stuff in it that I didn't actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll just note now as yeah. as a side. Remember Rob? Sure. That was that heartwarming moment. You know, as a uh, as an. As an old gamer who've been playing since the you know well the eighties I guess but specifically in the in terms of the nineties seeing a young girl sitting and playing Day of the Tentacle <laughs> as if it was a brand new game enraptured in it and I was like yes How, yeah like and, and and the funniest thing about me seeing that is like having never played Day of the Tentacle when it you never came did. out oh my god that is that is one of the best oh sure yeah it is and I just I, like. I think, and and to anyone listening to this, if you have any interest in goofy humor, uh, you know it's not it's not going to be very sophisticated. But if you're interested <laughs> in goofy, cartoony humor, 
have can at all handle adventure game logic. Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you have to go and get the the updated Day of the Tentacle. It is Those were the Broken Age before Broken Age. It is a stone cold classic. Yes, and it is in it is a stone cold don't give a shit about your feelings kind of adventure <laughs> game where oh, yeah. you can spend hours looking at the screen going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. Although That's I, think one of the they, I think they put one of those features in that actually like gives you a hint now. This is one of the few places where fake barf isn't useful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. Um, games. Oh. So you played games. some games. Well, let's, let's let's stick with uh, Devolver Digital. You played two games there that I did not get to play. I did. They were only showing three games today. Oh. Um, and they had a bunch of kiosks, uh, like six six kiosks, three and three, showing these. Oh, two okay, games. all right. The one, the first game was one that I think was announced earlier last year, and they rev- they 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 put out a crazy fucking trailer for it that was just like incredibly over the top, like eighties sort of like doom esque kind of trailer. Okay. Uh, like you can't handle strafe. Okay, I didn't see that. And it 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 it's it's totally <laughs> the kind of game that Devolver Digital would get behind in a heartbeat. So. Because the, the, so, so, uh, they, by the way, I guess got, if people have, are not super familiar with Devolver Digital, just think Hotline Miami. Yes, they have double and triple down on the Hotline, Hotline Miami. Miami. Like, how many games Which, like good. Hotline Miami can? Oh, it's fucking great! Are you <laughs> kidding me, dude? Like every time, somehow now, Crazy every time I see a blood splattered di- Miami, yeah, I'm in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Gritty, bizarre. Yes, they can do no wrong. They and. I, I hope they continue to do that because they're really becoming one of those publishers who's just like, okay, here's another one of those fucking crazy games from Devolver Digital. Where do I sign up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right, right. Where do I go? Uh, but Strafe is fucking... It, it is the Doom game that we who all played Doom originally back in the day think Doom is, but it is clearly not when you load up Doom. You're just <laughs> like, yep. I don't know. Why, I, why does my mouse not work? <laughs> it's like, uh, quick aside, I've replayed Doom Raleigh recently. It is like a horror game. There are substantial sections where you're not running around shooting lots of guys. You're like sneaking through hallways, getting your pants scared off you. Anyway, go on. D- Doom, Doom. The first one. I'm talking about. Doom definitely like. Because by the way, Doom also was there. You know, uh, but, yeah, the, there's... the Bethesda new Bethesda Doom. It was there today. Yeah, and I don't. We didn't look at it. But we'll yeah. come back to yeah, that. Go on. Because actually, no, we can we can. I mean, quickly add like. I don't know how I feel about that game, and I don't really think I'm going to... We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It looks interesting. Like, honestly, the thing that I liked about Strafe was that it has that wonderful quality about it of that sort of, like... It's so weird. It wears the Doom uh, thing so heavily on its sleeve, and yet it kind of feels like like the engine, the way it's built, looks like some weird combination of, like, Minecraft Mm. and System Shock. Like the first one. Like the first System Shock. Like wow. It, it's just like, it's got this weird sort of boxy quality mm-hmm. to it that like after replaying, or even like System Shock 2, mm-hmm. like even after yeah, replaying that game, awesome. I'm just kind of like, they went full out on this like looking... 90s, early 90s. Really, look. and and the thing that I found hilarious about it, and you were actually the one who noticed this, yes. was that, and I don't think that this was what was really underneath the hood, but it looked like they repurposed... Like uh, an, old, an old IBM fucking like Selectrics or whatever, like exactly. The the, 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 the the really classic old IBM 
smash your you can smash your head open with this keyboard oh god yeah the keyboard weighs like 20 pounds by itself (laughs) and has like you know heavy tactile like buttons on it um although whatever they did to repurpose that to make that work that is genius i I think they were still genius they were going they were going full out on that was great on that on what this game is this is a throwback game through and through Mm -hmm. for people who want a game like this sure and I think it, you know the the one thing I noticed. Did you much, did you get a did you get um, put headphones on? Was this music like classic? Was, it it wasn't it wasn't anything like uh, what was it? The original Doom was yeah, it, um, uh, Tool. Prince. Oh Tool. no no! You're thinking of Quake was Nine, nine Inch Nails. It was Nine Inch Nails? Okay. No, this was um, Robert Prince. I think who was like oh you're for, right yeah you know. Wait, Purple Rain? Yes, you, you. Purple Rain. Uh, that's all I can sing yeah. before the, the lawyers show up. Anyway. Um, Prince, rest in peace. We miss you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's fuck, that was on the fucking screens at the airport before we flew out here. Yep. That fucking blew my mind. Just like, what a fucking shame. Anyway, enough about Prince. Back to video games. Strafe, I feel like the the thing going for it is that it goes full out on this kind of aesthetic that it's going for. The problem that I have in it is that it goes full out on this aesthetic that I'm mm, going for. And yeah. like 10 minutes in, I was like, I think I'm kind of done with this. Yep, fair enough. And I am worried that that game's not going to sustain. Yeah. But so, I can totally see myself I, playing it like for a day or two and being like, this is fucking amazing. I, I'd like to move on to the next one. Quick question. Does it have any of the kind of like buzzwordy modern things, you know, procedural generation or permadeath or rogue like likes and all so. you know that developed like is, an old school. Okay, game. like here's the level I think we so. We all play that. Okay. Because cool. honestly, like I'm getting a little tired of having everything be procedurally generated and Agreed. never knowing where the hell you're going. Agreed. There was like one developer I kinda asked like, so are these levels handcrafted? <laughs> like I wanna know. Yeah, there is something to be said. Like people I mean, level design mm-hmm. is important. Yes, and there is something to and be said can't about all like, be done with algorithms. I, yes, I would love to see like real level design in Come things back, because yeah. there are like when things happen for a reason at a proper time because mm-hmm. a level is designed with that you know ushering you through right. that. If everything is just fucking procedurally generated, you never get that sense anymore. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, which brings me to the other game that they were showing, which is complete like opposite end of the spectrum mm-hmm. which was a third person it looks like an action rpg okay uh kind of in the style i, I don't want to say that it was so. cribbing from um transistor uh. but it definitely felt like it had this sort of while you're in action doing stuff oh let here let me let me say what the name of the game was the game was um ruiner or was ruiner it? yes yeah. and it's got sort of this Hacking, jacking in kind okay. of shadow cyberpunk. run, cyberpunk shadow run kind of feel okay. to it. Like That's cool. your character shows up and he's got an LCD screen face. Okay, oh, and just right. when you show up, it just okay. shows no file, which I think Ooh. is their way of getting around the thing of saying you have no memory, friend. <laughs> ah, it's like I they they, they did yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. They they try. They did. The, they found a way to say amnesia without going. Right, you right. have amnesia. Right, right, right. Okay. You can't get in with that. Yeah, that old face. cliche, but yeah, okay. It's pretty fucking little, cliche. Slight little twist. Okay. But it's what I like about it is that it's got a very cool art style. It's mm. the characters are sort of got these like watercolor painting thing going to like oil. On really? Cam- yeah. I gotta take like, a look at this. It's the the art style is very nice, but the uh, but those are just the characters. The actual top down part of it feels very 
sort of like um, high contrast sort of Blade Runner kind of look to it. Hmm. And it, definitely this, you know, this this dystopian future kind of thing. Of okay. Like, you know, we're, we we hack into things. We, does does know, it seem mostly action of combat? Is there, like, story to it? There's def- like there's definitely a, a role-playing aspect to okay. it. There's story. There's characters. There's, like, go talk to this character mm. to help you get okay. this kind okay. of stuff. And uh, you know, it's that's loot. The f- do you do you have a character sheet? I didn't see like that? a lot of. I didn't see things like loot. But when you're in combat, you can pick things up like weapons. Like I mean, okay. And I think th- this is the combat element of it. It's like you, you know, the I didn't stick with it too yeah, long no, no, because yeah, I like felt like I felt like I wasn't. I didn't want to take the time to really learn the mechanics to make progress in it because my whole ex- my whole experiences with any of these events is that. Every time you get too deep into a game, that's when somebody's standing behind you, tapping you on the shoulder, going, "Let's go, buddy! I got yeah. four more people or, trying to yeah, get." Yeah, or this or game. or just like at some point, some of these games today, I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I like this game. I might get it, and when I do, I'll have to replay this section again anyway. It's a taster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like in fact, when I played the Super Giant Games uh, Transistor, right? And you know, we played like that first chunk, and it's like. That's all you really needed. Like right. that, you didn't you didn't want to get too too far, and get too good at anything because then you're just playing the fucking game. At that point. You're right, exactly. Like I think there were a couple of games that we played today where it's like the whole fucking game is here. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> like people wouldn't that, fucking and leave. We're jumping ahead, but that that zombie one. Like exactly. at some point, I just like stopped because I was like, all right, I I want to play the next level and do better this time, but why like i yeah. i'll do better at home you know like, my my attempt to focus on this game more will just end up having like resulting yeah. in me playing this game too much too much to the point where i won't have anything else to play yeah yeah um so. but yeah so ruins weird thing is that like you are fighting sort of you know you're like it sent me on a mission to go to a parking garage and fight these uh sort of gang kind of dudes to then get what I needed to get to another location, and then I, f- you know, start learning how to hack the matrix or Do something. Do they all like that. have LCD screens? They don't. No, apparently I'm the only one with an okay. LCD screen, and I, that was not explained. But I figure that's going to be explained in the main game. But the thing that I can do is that I I am able to. There's something about my character that I'm able to tap into energy nodes all around the level. Fair. And what those energy nodes allow me to do is they allow me to sprint and dash through spaces in the room and sprint to specific characters while at the same time using this sort of like personal shield that blocks in all incoming attacks and you can actually be used as a weapon so you can block dash knock somebody over with your shield while using it it's not just for defensive purposes and then Mm. wail away on somebody after they've been like like stunned, or... n- yeah, exactly. It, it, and there's also guns in the game. So like, if you take out somebody who has a gun, you pick up the gun. Okay. You fight. You you get behind yeah, your sure. shield. Uh, if you use your shield, you run out of energy. You can then go around, get to an energy node, pick up some energy, and then shoot the other guy. Then dash in close range at other people and sort of knock the other guys out. Is it almost like like ruining? A little bit, but it's but it never not, not combat never stops. It just like slows, that. which is why I said transistor. Okay, okay, because in transistor time slows. Right. But the thing is, is that it like it's not it's tactical, but you have to think on the fly. Right. Right. Okay. And again, it never really explains to you 
a why you're able to do all this stuff right or would be what purpose it serves yeah. yeah but it definitely seemed cool and yeah. like a li- it actually felt a little bit outside of Devolver's wheelhouse just because it's not so frenetic mm-hmm. and frantic. And gritty and, and it's, all that. it's gritty, okay. but it's just, it's just like, it's a little sure. more... Thoughtful, yeah. There's a little more calculation going okay. on than That's I'm used to. Yeah. Like, you know, With it's like, when, yeah. I, it's, it's like I when I say like, how did you think about getting through this part in Hotline Miami? I was just like, I just fucking got in there and shot I shit. had a knife. <laughs> That's how I thought about it. Exactly. Um, so that was Devolver Digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, they, they're fucking amazing. They're a great bunch of people. Um, what did you see? I'm, I guess I'm going to try to pull up my list and see what else I um, came across. I, I guess the two games I played a bunch of little games, and we will we'll talk maybe about the zombie game. But I guess yeah. I'll just I'll just two ones that stuck. You know stood out to me because I, I feel like I played fewer games than you did today and maybe was slightly less impressed with some of the games I played. Sure. But, you know, I play more time tomorrow. Um, dude, this stood out to me was um, Cluster Truck. That's I, a great one. So we're talking Tiny Build now. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, the Tiny Build is the publisher. I have no idea who developed it. I, I don't know much. I didn't even get to play it. I watched. It was a great spectator game. It really was. Um, it seems very straightforward. I don't know how long one could play it, but for the five minutes, I was ultra entertained. It is um, some kind of, I guess, first-person parkour. It's a maybe. runner game. Yeah, runner game. You're runner running for, jumping on top of various, the backs of trucks, leaping to the next truck, flying forward, leaping to another truck while these trucks are exploding and getting flung off into, like, abstract space. And then you get onto some, like, air cushion that flings you really high up, and then there's another road, and there's other trucks, and they're exploding. Trucks and... are a major player in this game. Yeah, well, name. But anyway, it, it was <laughs> it was the kind of thing, as a spectator, like, we had a huge crowd going around because there's this one guy who kept on playing, and it's, and it's one of those, like, super fast, like, die, restart. And he kept on getting a little further. And oh, he got a, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to get it. Oh, no. All right, all right, man, you got it. You got it this time. You got it this time. All right, this is going to be it. This is going to be it. No. And, and it was it was really very entertaining to watch. I will... And they, I don't know how much replay value it has, yeah. but it was well. It's, it looked like from what I saw in the lower right hand corner of it, so it was like an alpha build. So yeah, it like so it's probably really of, early. Yeah, but the thing I liked about it is that they nailed the press a button, start over, try again immediately. Like yes. no delay on that. Yes, and, and that they, looked that looked fun that way. And like, the other thing is I, like if they come up with enough variety of levels, I yes. think it could be really cool. Yes, because we did see yeah, mostly. I was watching this one level, which was kind of this multi. Flying from one, again, very kind of abstract roadway to another. Right. And there was another one that looked sort of more castle-like with these, like, battering rams smashing the trucks off the road. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it doesn't matter because you definitely look Chaos, like, explosions, uh, death. You failed. Try again. Yeah, exactly. And I could tell why that guy kept on, like... The minute he, he he died, like I'm starting it again because like you can tell, like no, I just messed it up. I can do it again. Let's get, I'm just gonna get a little bit farther. I'm just yeah. gonna get a little bit farther. Uh, um, that yeah. one, yeah, that game, I, I wanted to try to play that, but it, it was yeah. interesting. I think you were also right. I was like, got it. I think I've gotten what I need from this game just from watching it. Exactly. Yeah. It's maybe so maybe it'd be I could learn a little bit about the controls by playing it, but otherwise. I got the gameplay and it looked fun. Absolutely silly. But. And then while we were in the the tiny build booth, because yep. I'll talk about the other one that I saw there, there was this game. And here's here's a, another uh, funny thing about you know the difference between operations like Tiny Build and Devolver Digital versus dealing with like let's say Two an K Xbox or, or 2K. It's like there was a guy 
talking to somebody else, checking the, out this this game, this Final Station, which was one of many games that dealt with zombies. <laughs> uh, and like, I, I think the the idea was you are you are You're still around. The Final Station is uh, it's sort of a side-scrolling shooter uh, exploration game. Right. The, yeah. The main I didn't actually get up to this point because apparently I got like stuck trying to get back to the train that I started out on. But mm. you sort of stop at a station and your train, you need to get it moving again. Oh, okay. And so you're going out through this town to try to figure out what's blocking the train. Mm. And as you're doing it, you're, you're seeing like it's the, the town has been like run overrun by zombies. Mm-hmm. And, and like ghost monster type things too, right? Yeah, they it's it's actually right. they don't they they're not it's weird. It's like monsters, there's let's they, just yeah, say. they're like black uh they're like monsters covered in black tar. Right. And like some of them are tiny like fast moving guys and some of them are like the big lumbering like Is that one I'm not sure if it goes we'll just why don't we stick with monsters? Yeah, it's I guess they're monsters. I don't know what they're right, like, right. but anyway. they but they they definitely look like they were people once or something. Okay. All right, fair. Um and you know, you're picking up you're picking up uh like pieces of like ephemera and mm-hmm. notes from people and opening like lockers to get med kits and stuff like that. Right. I was so you, you were picking up a lot of I- items. Did it did it appear to have any kind of a crafting thing going on there? Not or that is... I saw. Okay, but I don't know if thing. that's just early on in the right. game or like you know, all I got to was a shotgun. Like I had a pistol and a shotgun okay. and some other shit. And it it was interesting. It felt like a very cool kind of like um it's like it was it was sort of like a a low like a low bit kind of like oh shit i'm trying to figure out what kind of game i can i can uh like it it, it kind of had a lone survivor kind of feel to okay. it but with guns and like mm, this sort of mm, mm. not sort of triptastic as that but definitely right, but the, the sort of pixelated kind of thing of that, and yeah. exploration and you're sort of discovering the, how the world has come to an end so to speak okay fair. and the the combat wasn't great but the but there was something charming about it that I really felt like I wanted to stick with I could have played more of it but as I was about to sit down to play it some guy was talking to somebody else and showing the game he was like you want you know if you if you're if you're gonna play this I can come back and talk to you in a minute I just want to get done with this my, my over here and I gave him my car and he gave me his car it's the fucking CEO of Tiny Build <laughs> in the booth just yeah. sort of like I'm gonna show this game to you now and I'm just kind of like this is what makes PAX different than anything else right, is right, that right. like y- this is fucking like yeah and I mean. I, that's happened before. Mm-hmm. It like I remember, you know, being in an Xbox booth at E3 and talking to the, you know, the head of um, Insomniac Games. Mm-hmm. Right. But but it's like you still don't expect that. It's right. just like, oh, okay, you didn't have like a PR person come over me. It's like right. you're the guy. So like that's right. that was fucking crazy. Or <clears throat> in complete aside, what we were talking before that <clears throat> great time when I played with the with the COO of High Res Studios. I That's played, still one of my favorite stories of yours. <laughs> like, that I, I played I played Missile Command in like the uh, classic arcade room for him with him for twenty minutes. I had no idea that he was the COO, and he was quite good at the game. Uh, I was it was awesome. It was so fun. We had we fucking killed it. It was great. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Missile Command still a good game. There. Uh, uh, then so then after that we and went and Punch saw Club had a big presence at the Tiny Bill booth, of course, because <laughs> I'm not that, sure I know what that game is. Even. That's the sort of it, it's kind of like a clicker game, but it's sort of an RPG as well. And no, like you're, okay. you're trying to become a championship boxer. 
called uh, to find we out who to, killed but... to find out who killed your father. Oh. And it, you should check it out. It's fucking. It's, it's a kind of annoying game at times, but it's charming in the fact that it it references so many amazing boxing films and mm. like kung fu films and. Mm. It's nice. just it's re- the referential treatment is like very like thick on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we Star see? Break. That yeah, I think you should start off this one definitely. Yeah, so I, I you were the one over, who noticed this one. Yeah, before I walked I over and 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 what really immediately draws you in is the visual style, which I am gonna struggle a little to describe. I, um, maybe much more high res like out of this world maybe slightly that i don't think or kind of um 80s progressive rock band cover kind of yeah, thing it's, it's kind of like it's kind of I, like I, if um a yes album or something maybe <laughs> i don't know even that's still like a little off but anyway so uh, yeah. it is a really interesting very sharp uh visual style and um, the screen, so I could see, I saw the screen from, you know, you know, a booth over and it is m- insanity chaos. There is so much stuff going on on the screen at the same time. And I walk over to find out and found out the reason why is because it, it is a, uh, side scrolling kind of shooter, um, melee kind of type game that is got, got up to 50 players at once doing co-op. Um, so they it's had kind of like it's kind of like I, I would say for those who have played these kind of games before, it's kind of like if Dungeon Fighter Online, Maple Story, and Strider had a child. You know, Strider is actually a good, good, um, it's, it's, um it, you know, visual style thing, too. Uh, the, the guy I was talking about, you know, uh, Contra. Yes, you know, Contra. Metal Slug could be some other kind of references in terms of gameplay style, of, of but rather than having two, you know, Two guys in Contra, you've got potentially you've got 50. 50. And a lot of numbers popping off of enemies That's when you true. hit them. And, and sword slashes that result in big, like, you know, fiery um, effects and such. It's fucking, yeah, exactly. I mean, this thing looks like a side-scroller, like, MMO. And they they actually were they were loath to use the word MMO because it's only I like fifty players. But MMO. and and I think it, it the the thing that I found to be more accurate is that it is is kind of like a dungeon fighter online where it's seg- it's segmented worlds that you go into that are yeah. based on levels and abilities. One is, of the things that guy was telling me about I this might be a really strange uh, comparison I'm sure, but the kind. Of, journey or something like that in that it was supposed to be very i was talking to him a lot about as because i i heard co-op and i started asking all these questions about like oh you know would you do this with your friends you do that with your friends and he kind of like his responses was like that wasn't really the intention it was mm-hmm. supposed to be much more drop and drop out that like you'll just go into this area there'll be a bunch of people there you know humans from around the world who are just fighting monsters there you'll you know, team up with them in the fact that you'll also shoot the monsters. <laughs> and then maybe some of them will go back to the town to, like, sell the stuff they got because there's a little bit of RPG to it or to, to level up or to do whatever. You'll con- Then you'll continue on with a couple of those those players and some other people will join you. Right. Like, that was kind of more... And I, I, liked, I liked the sound of that a lot, actually. Um, I tend... You know, a lot of co-op games, I tend not actually to play at the same time as my friends. So, like... Right. Uh, I would, you know, anything that anything that does kind of matchmaking with strangers and makes it smooth. And the 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 people I was, you know, the developer I was talking to really seemed they 
they really seem to put a lot of thought into making sure that there is no no obstacles, no reasons for people to want to go solo, to not want to work together. Right. Like, you know, there's no friendly fire. There's um, all loot drops are shared, so you're not stealing anything from anyone. All XP or whatever is shared. You know, so it's all permadeath only, though, right? Yes. Yes. Which I thought was a fucking crazy thing. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> that, but like, just the whole idea of like, yeah, like you're here, I'm here. We're both going to fight this monster together. I don't have to know who you are or like. You know, you the you can work together. There are you can use. The guy was talking about how like the last level was apparently so hard that it took fifty people from around the world on Teamspeak all together, uh, um, working together to beat it. But anyway, but yes, you're right. The you have a persistent character who levels up. Well, there's not like you don't have like number levels. You know, you 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 have you a, had you have like abilities. experience bars, ability. Yeah, bars. you've got you've got abilities, um, yeah. you, and you can you know rank up those various abilities. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he was. Seemed the, like there was lots of loot to be had too. Like if you yeah. if you're if you're a loot junkie, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is this is good stuff. Here. And it 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 looked good. It looked like there was cool enemy variety. It looked like there was cool yes, stuff to that's see. True. The visual, yes. And again, like if you if you like that, you know, I didn't really see. Unlike a dungeon fighter online where it has like a, a huge quest tree of things to do, mm-hmm. I didn't see the sort of purposeful like. No, I mean you're going to do this for as this. As far as I can tell, I was killing monsters because there should be because they were there. Yeah. Yes. Why? Why did you kill that monster? Because it was there. Because it's a monster. Um. It was I, a gross, like purple <clears throat> slug thing that bounced around and like blew poison gas at me. Of course, I would shoot it. That game looked cool. We have some codes for that. We're gonna yes. we're gonna definitely check that out on the Twitch channel, uh, on the Twitch stream uh, at Game uh, the Game Crashers channel at some point in the future. Probably give away some codes for that. So they were very excited about us checking that out, mm-hmm. and we look forward to sharing that game with you. Um, I have one other game just to mention. Please, it, by it all means. Stuck out at me, and I probably remember to talk about it tomorrow. Um, God, I don't remember what booth. This was at, like, I don't know, one of the kind of, per, you know, gaming peripheral booths. Like, right. I think I was I think I was being sold a pair of headphones. That was what was being advertised to me, and here's a <laughs> game to play with it. But it was this interesting, uh, adorable, and I didn't, there was no developer there to talk to. I just right. sat down and played. She remembers Caterpillars. And, I remember you telling me about this game. And it's a very, it's it's one of those, and I, and I always like these, it's a puzzle game. It's one of those you know, beautiful, weird, amazing art style, um, mysterious, you know, strange text on the screen at times. No, other than that, no real instruction of what to do. Starts out slow puzzle game, but then you can start seeing, um, you know, additions they can do to the mechanics that are going to make this really complicated later down the line. It's it's pretty much, there's been lots of those kind of games. I generally enjoy them. This one was was gorgeous. It was it was very strange looking. You are, you start at the um, beginning, you have like the, a, a blue, weird TV box-esque looking creature that kind mm-hmm. of bounces, like transforms into other things as it walks. Uh, one that's blue and one that's red, and you've got like a blue and red, uh, uh, like bridges between these pathways. And you know, the blue can only go in the blue, and the red can only go in the red, but then they quickly start making it more complicated where there's like 
barriers for certain ones. There's purple. You can combine your blue and your red to turn, become purple, and the purples can go over both, but still get stopped by certain barriers. So you know, it, it, it clearly went, al- went, went along those ways. So it's but. sort of like an Outland kind of a feel to it? Uh... I think I know the game you're talking about, and that seemed much more kind of side scrolly. Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't really picture the. So this is more top down. Yes, this is definitely it's much more <coughs> top down. Okay, kind of maze, I guess, like maze like, <clears throat> but the maze, but the difficulty in the maze is the kind of this color matching. Got it. Um, aesthetic. I I don't know. Like, it was it was it was. I didn't get very far, and it was still fairly simple. But I could tell that there's a lot of things they could fairly easily make it complicated yeah totally. uh, and it was just it was just the the music was beautiful it was just the aesthetic it was really just it was neat i liked it that's fucking awesome yeah uh i'm trying to figure out like should, should i should i read the weird quote that I you absolutely should because yeah, that so, was the thing that you showed to me i was like this seems kind of strange and yes, also so kind to, of to give off- you a give you a bit of yeah. flavor text uh, after each <laughs> level text. yes or whatever legit after, yeah you beginning of each level kind of slowly fades in and for example, the mother of mold spoke softly and rarely, holding her secrets until we became quiet enough, worthy enough to be taught how to make the dead unto sustenance. Eleven fourteen, the book of the worm. I love the book of the worm. <laughs> that's my favorite. So that's maybe my, a bit That's my favorite but Barnes awesome. and Noble coffee table book. <laughs> so the book of the worm. Anyway, so that that uh, I, that stuck out me. I thought that was kind of neat. That's fucking cool. Uh, one game that I saw a lot of today, I actually, I kept gravitating back to this booth and thinking to myself, like, this sounds really cool, but, and I'll, mm. I'll explain why the butt is, because uh, you should always know about your butt. Wait, I'm saying, <laughs> rather, that um, the game was called uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah, right, right. And apparently this is by a studio that has been around for a while. And one of, oddly enough, a lot of developers that I came across today were based out of Montreal. There were mm. a lot of Montreal studios. Oh, yeah. And this studio in particular was one that had, uh, the, the word that I had been getting from them is that they were a studio for hire for a long time. And then this is a game that they're making that's an asynchronous uh, serial killer mm, game. Um, not asynchronous. Um, oh, sorry. A. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> words, words are tough. There are four people on one team and f- and one person on the other team. Asymmetric. Asymmetrical. There you go. <clears throat> a That's yes. not a word. Yes. That, Asymmetrical. That too. <laughs> asumptuous. It's the opposite of sumptuous, no. but we want sumptuous in our life. Uh, asymmetrical combat, mm-hmm. and the reason that I, the, I used the word "but" before is because asymmetrical combat sounds great, but we've seen a lot of examples where it's been done poorly. Evolve, and, as big yes, example. Without putting too fine of a point on it, yes, evolve is the one that I was like, thinking like, of. When, 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 when the guy but it sounded great the first time I, that we said it, we we tried it, and then we played anything other than the beast, and it was like, nope, fuck this, goodbye. Yeah. So the moment <laughs> I almost said that to the developer, I was like, so like evolve. I'm like, all right, I, I won't do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be kind to these people. Otherwise, they don't call us back. Yep. Um, but yes, there, there's, there's this aspect of it where you, one person is the serial killer and four people are trying to survive till daylight and they have to help each other get to, you know, like the, the, the couple of the weird things that I came across was like, well, can you kill the serial killer? Can you team up to take the serial killer down? Are you just trying to avoid the serial killer? 
what if one of the survivors wants to like kill you and they're like that's not really supported like the idea is that the survivors are trying to help each other like mm-hmm. you can't have a survivor troll the other survivors okay. and like team up with a killer there is a dedicated killer and like i think there'd be cool ways to modify that base game like if you had you know four survivors and a mole <laughs> and the killer mm. and like somebody eventually was just like i'll serve you so lord like you know it's like on that. yeah go on um but the basic gameplay is that there are four survivors and one killer and the survivors gain points and abilities by helping each other out and doing things to make sure that they survive while the killer obviously as a killer uh <laughs> gets does what killers do plays the piano mm-hmm. and sings them billy joel songs and with a nice bottle of Chianti. Sing us the song, you're the serial killer. Anyway, uh, and some of the cool things they talked about was like customization options for the serial killer and like they didn't specifically say like mention any sort of, you know, copyrighted, you know, serial killer creatures from movies and things like that that you would, you, you know, you would what my think you were talking about. Like, yes, I would like my Mike Myers, please. Mm-hmm. You know, but apparently there will be customizable options available to the player to make his or her killer Look, however, he or she would like that that killer to look, and they have like different weapons and different options and different abilities that you know, like that you know, the, the whole idea is that the killer wants to grab them, sacrifice them, and then like you know, get them all together so that they can take them out one by one. And they have they have information about their locations on the map that others don't, and it looked really cool. And there was a solid group of people around all day, and I did not get to play it. But one of the things yeah, I'm was... thinking to myself is like. Does the killer, by very nature of having these advantages that the other survivors don't have, does that make it, is there a potential for it to be imbalanced like some of those other games that have had asynchronous combat? Right. Still, looked cool. Wanted to try it out. Uh, maybe will tomorrow. And actually was near a couple of other games that I really wanted wanted to take a look at, like Divinity Original Sin 2, mm. like Shadow Warrior 2, which mm. looks fucking strange and like <laughs> bat shit and i like the booth there they I, have like uh they have a tree growing on the they have a the... pink tree we have pictures of it it's yeah, fucking like a, crazy like cherry blossom tree or something yeah. it's actually a very serene booth showing off a very fucking mm, insane violent game. game you're right that's a good way but of describing like, it it's you you walk in there it's like and then there's swords slashing and you're just like then all of a sudden like this weird blobby thing that has a pink head and tentacles got the shit kicked out of it by you know the, the i think it is a the low way well it should yeah uh, you know slicing and dicing this guy and i'm like is this crisis why is this guy fighting a fucking alien like <laughs> what is going on here Shadow Warrior Two Shadow was always, always fucking insane, and the 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 line was around the entire booth for that. Uh, we walked by Pyre, which mm-hmm. is Super Giant Games' new game. Didn't get a chance to play it. Not really sure what to make of that game. I'm hoping that maybe I'll get a chance to sit down with it tomorrow and play it. Maybe, yeah. Um, we'll see. But man, that like once again, it's just like Super Giant Games bringing it to PAX East and just yeah. like it looks constantly like busy at the booth. Um, there was a studio that I stopped by, and I will find the name of it somewhere. Uh, while I do that, is there anything else that I, you? I I can yeah do? I can talk about the panel I went to. Please do. Yeah. yeah so I, I went to one panel. I wanted to go to the 
Oh, whatever. I wanted to go to a giant bomb related one. And of course, the line was <laughs> utterly massive. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so um, it was called Gateway. Okay. Gateway Gaming, helping new gamers enjoy games uh, was the general topic. It was focused more on um, like board games, tabletop games, card game type things. But, you know, the a lot of the concepts would apply to getting getting a non-gamer a non-video gamer into video games uh it was interesting um and actually on that note i have had friends specifically our specifically um podcast mate uh boris try to get me into board games which i'm not particularly don't don't play very many of and i of, haven't of late but there are some that i just I, yeah I have to play but i like games. a couple of ones that they that they used as examples were ones i'd played at boris's house oh at, cool uh, uh, um because and and but anyway it was interesting what it was what, what their kind of take was like trying to look at the traits both of the person you're trying to get into the game into gaming and then kind of matching them with like kind of starter games. So don't, so if, so if you know, for as an example, and there was a whole lot of traits they went through, but for example, like, like um, the use of luck versus kind of strategy. Uh-huh. If you know that your friend, this person is someone who is very, doesn't like randomness, uh, doesn't like, um, you know, really wants strategic thinking, something like, um, like chess as an example. And there was other ones that I don't, remember off the top of my head because I'm not as familiar with um with 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 you know, more complex games maybe like I don't know Settlers of Catan I, I, I'm not sure those kind of games but that would be good for for that person whereas some other you know other people are much more into luck like going to casinos like you know kind of uh, betting so now you want something that's more dice based you know more more card you know kind of like traditional card game based right. uh, as as an example um and and just kind of like kind of trying to fit the games that you're choosing towards the person, and that that was interesting. I hadn't quite thought of it in that way, and I'm sure you can do the same kind of stuff for video games. Um, um, you know, is is the person that you're trying to get into video games really interested in story? Should you look into kind of more adventure games or RPGs? Do they will a story bore them? And like, why is this cutscene going on so long? Like, you you want to avoid that? See, these are the real kinds of panels that I have the utmost respect for right. when they're really trying to inform you about stuff that goes into development and things like that. And it sounds like it's far more interesting and informative than say something like the real waifus of Twitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot <laughs> of dumb dumb ones. Yeah. Was a real dumb. panel that actually exists in this fucking yeah. show and made me head smack so hard that it reverberated throughout the fucking convention hall. Oh right. So example for Lord. of the strategy, like so chess Otello and checkers are all strategy ones. There's no luck involved in those. Dimensions and Pandemic, little little less than seven wonders. I don't know. The the the, the board gamers who are listening to this will know what I was talking about. Seven Wonders is a great game, by the way. I have played that. Uh, whereas, like, <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, which they brought up a lot, too, because that is kind of the opposite of a lot of what they're kind of bored card games. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, in terms of kind of pick up to play and humor, they were they were talking about things like that, that they can, new gamers would be more interested in. It was, it, was, it was an interesting panel. There's a lot about board games that I think, you know, without whether people play board games or not, like, <clears throat> board games are 
pretty much like a, a, a good primer for video game development. Sure. I mean, yeah. like, and no, and you actually, you're so much more limited in what your options are mm-hmm. because you don't have that extra right. layer and I think of, a lot, and I of think... you know, uh, suspended reality and disbelief because you're you're completing the whole picture in the game right. for the most part. It's right. like a lot of the things I've been dealing with when I've been doing my D&D casts of like wow, th- all of this stuff is put down in text right and you're completing the picture and but these rules and these elements have to be so specifically planned out mm-hmm. so that when you interpret it in your own game when the DM goes through things right the game actually holds together right i mean it, it's you know? it's true like um i think designers of board games and these kind of games they enjoy the that that kind of like uh the restrictions resulting in having to have a very focused look you know and a lot of games you can have like oh you know this enemy this thing is a little unfair let's let's change this like <clears throat> damage from like 7.1 to 7 to 6.9 whereas in like a board game like you know like that maybe has dice it's like no there's six sides of this dice <laughs> yeah. and like it, if it isn't fair then we gotta we gotta rethink something exactly um board games are still great i you know i there are a couple of youtube channels that focus specifically on board games mm. i'm just always looking at those like man i should play some of these yeah. some of these are really mm, fucking yeah. good yeah agreed. um Getting back to some of the things that we saw on the show floor, because there's a couple couple more, and then we should move on to what we're going to do tomorrow and yeah. wrap this motherfucker up for day one. Um, there was one game in particular. I saw, like, they... I don't know the... I'm not sure that they were all the same developer, but there was a, a particular booth that had Hard West, Hard Reset, which yeah, I think are developed by the same guys. And then there was another game there that I hadn't seen before that was called Zombie Night Terror. Uh, again, going back to our monsters and zombies and mm-hmm. evil monsters baddies and undeadnesses things. Um, the basic premise of this game, which I thought was kind of cool, uh, but it goes into a lot more depth than this, is that it's lemmings with zombies, and you want to get your zombies around the map so that they can infect other people and Eat leave their nobody brains. left. Yes, basically, you are the brain for, the, the way that they explain to me is that you are the brain. Hive mind or something. For, you are the, yes, you are the 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 hive mind. You you are the lead brain for the hive mind, and you are con- you 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 you're have not no much direct. Sense. You are controlling the zombies, and you're trying to but make you're the not, zombies. You're not directly controlling sure, okay. the zombies because what the the, the, the in zombies lemming are style. Mo- yeah, it's that lemming you are style. leading. Yes. you're leading the zombies uh, to where you want to go, yes. so you can control various, I you know things in the world. You can open up doors and. You can turn certain zombies into specific like types that will help like move maneuver them around. As in, for as an example, you can make one zombie be a blocker, which will stop the zombies from walking off a cliff and go some other direction. And you which, can... if anyone's played, I'm sorry, anyone's played Lemmings, is a blocker is exactly one of the first Lemmings you get. Yeah, exactly. And and I think there's a lot of elements to that that the 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 style of it and what it's trying to do and like the it just it I. You basically summed up everything about like the the main gist of that game. My takeaway was that I had not laughed at a game so fucking hard <laughs> it the was entire amazing. day as that game because watching people go like, <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes, and the, then go the... into a corner and just be like like 
<laughs> yes, it's like, they're very cartoonish. And yeah. then, you know, and then the, like even just the basic idea of like you've got this needle with infection in it. Yes. And you t- and you take it and you hover it over somebody and go like click it and all of a sudden they go blood. <laughs> and, and and again, yeah. I'm blood, I'm those on the very cartoonish, like pixelated kind of it's, like yeah, it's like silly bodies have like maybe twenty pixels in them. <laughs> yeah, yes. But it's there's something so charming about this fucking terrifying zombie game. Where it's just like you know, it 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 reminds me of something like Party Hard, like I said before, where mm. it's this you know, it's taking this idea, of, and this is the sort of batshit thing that I, I think I so, I sometimes need to ask myself, do I need therapy? Do I need help? <laughs> but uh, this idea of taking the like a serial killer and making it this hilarious com- comical thing of mm-hmm. you hate parties so much, so you're now going oh, to go to a party God, and kill everybody, okay. and it's just so stupid. That sounds like post- or something but okay it, go on it, it, but it's but it's done in very comical right, ways right, right, right. and it's it's again it's got this pixel art look to it that right. again maybe he's being overused mm-hmm. on some level i don't know this one I'm looked no very kind of smooth and such so the i liked the monochromatic style of it yes, and then true. like showing you like uh the green infection ooze or like mm-hmm. red blood but right. other than that really staying to the monochromatic palette was fucking right Really cool, right? And, and right, and just to say that, and for anyone listening who hasn't played Lemmings, I guess this will some of this. And I actually this, haven't really. Oh, like, really? I mean, I've seen Lemmings, yeah. Because like, when you say like that stuff taken right out of Lemmings, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Because I, I never really played it. Uh, so I'll just say that like Lemmings, eighties, I, I guess. Lemmings was a, it was a a great game. I think it had a sequel or two, but it kind of disappeared. And it's it's a quality. Um, gameplay mechanic that kind of like has not come back until now. So even though even though they are cripping a lot really directly, I'm totally fine with that because a, n- a new Lemmings game with the amusing zombie twist is totally totally fine. And it gets really fucking hard. <laughs> That's true. Holy it did. Holy shit! I accidentally started yes. on a much higher level, uh, and the the I had to restart uh, the, several uh, times. So it was not easy. Heavily accented developer who was he was a sweetheart of a guy and he was really trying to help me out but he was just like you started on a too hard level here mm-hmm. we need to go back and uh, do this over because you are not going to uh, do this well uh you, you french you're stupid yeah it was it was uh i'm assuming he was you know montreal oh, okay so all right. like, but um it was very it was very sweet he was just like go back to the first level like you fucking idiot! Mm-hmm. Don't don't you you get your toes wet before you dive in head first. All right, and I was like, yeah, that's probably a better idea. Yeah. Uh, I only got like one or two more, God, and then I can't remember. I played a game that I can't remember the name of. So uh, the only other one that I have on my list that I walked by and I did not get a chance to play, and I kind of want to check out is Deliver Us the Moon. Um, and I really don't know much about it. It just looked like basically you're in a space suit and you're on a space station. And I and you're 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 doing stuff, and I I've I've seen people play this game either on Twitch TV or on YouTube or somewhat something about this game. There's a reason that I was intrigued by it, and I wish I could tell you more than that. I will find out more tomorrow, and I will get back to you on that one. And then you had the two. Did you talk about uh, Dad by the Sword? <laughs> I was about to mention that. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you know the, the old phrase, "Live by the sword, die by the sword." So. Um, <laughs> there is a game called Dad by the Sword, and D- the guy who has D-A-D. developed it is amazingly off his off his rocker. He's he was hilarious, fantastic. 
Uh, he was great. And um, yeah, it's a first person kind of sword. I don't know, sword fighting is right. It was sword game. Um, because, <laughs> well, because I was just slashing the hell out of these monsters and they were really fighting back. Um, I think if I didn't slash them fast enough, they would like hit me, I guess, you know, and then therefore hurt me. Right. Um, um, but the gameplay, so what it is, and I was using a controller, and it does come, does apparently work with like mouse and keyboard as well. It's supposed to be that you are really going to have control over the sword arm. So you're using like the, the right uh, analog stick to control the sw- your swings, which honestly I had a little trouble getting getting the hang of. I'm sure if I had some more time, I believe. And correct me wrong, I think it was um was it a Dead Island had something had a had a mode that was kind of like this that was like yes, hitting. I don't remember what the name of yeah. the mode was, and, but and it I, allowed you to articulate the the sword slashing by using the analog stick. Right, and I, I'm not gonna and I I mentioned that. I, you know, it may, this game may be very different feel. I, I'm not exactly certain because I didn't ever play uh, Dead Island that way. But anyway, um, it seems it seems an interesting mechanic. You know, like there's a monster coming up that you come through. He's got a shield on his left, so you really need to slash to his right. So I continue to slash on the left and mess up. Um, <laughs> but the main thing that stuck out to me, and the, style, the art style is kind of cutesy, you know, the main thing that stuck out to me is it is a goofy, silly, dumb game. You, uh, when you slash your sword too much, rather than you know many other games, you'd have like a stamina bar for your character, and your character would get tired. No, in this one, your sword gets exhausted, and then it turns all floppy and limp, like a dad's sword would. Yeah, <laughs> and then it gets fine, and it says sword recovered. Uh, yes. but just and beyond the innuendo, <laughs> you watch some football, and the mag- magically a sword comes back. Beyond the innuendo, like literally just the visual style of this dumb floppy sword had me laughing. I was just yeah. like, that is, that looks hilarious and stupid. And god damn it, I gotta get away from this monster until my sword recovers because it <laughs> got tired. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I, I, I thought that was pretty that's funny. Why you, that's why you come to And packs. the name is called Dad. Dad, by the sword. The, dad by the sword. You are a dad, I think, who somehow got trapped in this fantasy world. I'm not. Really I, sure. Yeah, I, I, I have to imagine that this is this is like dad telling son like stories, like adventure or story or time or something. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I, that, maybe, that was maybe. that was my that guess, clever. but I didn't get that clarified. But yeah. that feels like the kind of thing it's going for. I don't know. It, it was looked, cute. It was yeah. a cute, silly, goofy game. So all procedurally generated. Uh, was it okay? Uh, there we go with that word again. Well, we'll see. Then again with that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Make a fucking level. Nah. Stop making everything procedurally generated. Anyway. Uh, so I think that's everything that we saw today. Yeah. There was a, uh, There's a game I'm not, I'm, I can't even remember that involved. It was the, it was the kind of game that didn't did not sh- – it seemed interesting but did not show well because it had a whole lot of like weird mechanics involving cards and – dice and you could change the order of like the the shapes on your it wasn't like numbered dice it was like shapes on your dice and you can have like several attack like things uh you know attack icons on your dice and all yeah, that. yeah i don't remember i saw you playing that i don't remember god yeah I, I, you know i, I want to go try to find just find the name of it tomorrow so i can i can have it written down it looked cool but it was also just like really complicated for for a for a convention floor right. um, it was it was i will just say for it was a um, trying to be like a tactical JRPG in the style of like Shining Force or Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics. So if people like those games, 
I'll go find out the name of this one for you so you could <laughs> get interested in it. <laughs> so why don't we wrap this up, this podcast uh, up tonight with a little bit of what we're seeing and what we would like to try to get to by tomorrow. Because I know like one of the first things that we're going to see tomorrow is uh, We Happy Few, which, which is, is a very interesting game. Kind that, of Victorian England era esque sort of sort of i think the way that they said it to me was that it's a bit of a stealth game that's wrapped around this idea of the 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 world war ii and oh, going really differently wrong, yeah. yeah so it's not yeah, yeah so, so it's not i'll take back the victorian part then but it's it, it it's sort of like 1950s 1960s mm. something like that and society has reached a point where everybody is doing this drug to sort of make everybody happy yeah it had and a little bit the, of splicers bioshock look feel yeah. to it as well Go on. and and the major idea about it is that something is other untoward is going on to sort of destroy that happiness mm. that this drug is sort of doing so you're have some responsibility for that happening oh okay. and You're the people more, who way more the people who are under the influence of this drug that have the sort of mask on that these happy faces get the sense that the happiness is being ruined and they're oh angry at you. they yeah. are not nice. okay with this nice i like it all right and so that's one of the first things we're gonna be seeing tomorrow and i'm definitely there okay so I definitely ran into this issue when I was setting up this interview today of the that particular booth is incredibly like stark and like very <laughs> clean yeah. and like these white mannequins mm -hmm. but it's very awkward because the mannequins have gigantic packages Oh, okay, and I'm just like I, I feel uncomfortable walking through here because it's just like who set this up? Why are these things like I just there's bulges everywhere? Why? Yeah. And then it's like I just I I didn't want to look at that anymore because I kind of felt like I'm a little out of place here. But then it's just sort of like then I'm looking at the happy face staring down at me from the sea, and I'm like this game is terrifying oh, me. I haven't happy. even played it yet. Why are there why are there Ken dolls everywhere? <laughs> in this booth what are you going for and of course i said this to people who had set up the booth and they were like the two thumbs up we kind of were going for that feeling you i was succeeded. like you fucking crazy fuckers i like your thinking yeah. uh so there's that booth that came seemed fucking crazy uh apparently studio 51's new game let it die is uh, there yeah which i don't know that we're gonna get to see but i would love to see it because apparently studio 51 is at pax east showing it at the booth <sighs> So yeah, there's there's I guess there's at least two games that we're both in well that we are in the plural sense interested in that will probably have lines and we can maybe even talk about it if we want to split that up. Although I kinda wanna see the Suda Fit if you want to as well. Which is to say that I want to see Lawbreakers, the Blizzard uh, would game. Yeah, I would try to see that too. Um but other than that, I don't think we have any kind of like long line. I mean, maybe super giant if possible. Pyre is probably gonna be a long line, but I'm I, my goal is to try to get I feel like that to game's going to talk be... to them. One thing about, yes, I would love to talk to them. That'd be amazing. My feeling on just purely playing is playing it is I feel like it's probably going to be pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I almost I feel like I can kind of wait on the gameplay until sure. it comes out versus like Lawbreakers. I'm really, really curious what the, it, what 
what is this beyond just being a shooter? Is that just it? Is there anything else to it? And obviously with the Suda 51, like even, even more questions. Um, totally. Uh, Cause I really don't know much about that game at all. And I would love to find out more. Yeah. And also like, I didn't play a lot of shadow warrior. So shadow warrior Two, the fact that there is a sequel, the fact that people really like the first one. Yeah. The first I'm, one I'm very interested excellent. to see what, and yes, I, I need to play it. I think I played the demo. And also, like, I'm just enamored with the entire (laughs) indie mega booth and the mini booth. There was some fun stuff at the mini booth, too. Not to the same degree, but there was definitely stuff that I want to look at. And that's sort of the biggest problem with tomorrow is that, like, I want to interview everybody. I want to play everybody's game. Yeah, I want to play more of, not not literally play more of She Remembers Caterpillars, but more like that. Like, you've never heard of this game, but I want to tell you about it because it's crazy. We also forgot to mention that today we play, or I played, and I think you might have played some of "I Want to Be Human." I didn't get to play it. I did watch a which little bit. I kind of really enjoy. It's a bit of sort of like a they bleed pixels kind of style that's game. That's a good yes. Uh, it's it, in that, it, it, and that's that's a very rough sort of thing. But that's that's the closest vibe that it's I got the to it. Style, uh, yeah, and then, but it's not. But it's no, <laughs> black, it's, it's, black, got his, yeah. it's got his own thing too. It, it's got it. It feels a little like Cave Story, a little like they bleed pixels, uh, and the visual style also down well. Yes, it does have a downwell look Visual, to it. Visual, I'm not saying. <clears throat> gameplay, um, yeah, it's like those those uh, like duo chromatic. It's like right. you know, right. um, red and black and as opposed it. to, and that's it, which would be interesting to see. But that I had a lot of fun with. Again, the controls were a little floaty, mm. but very fun. And again, like I just want to play more of those indie games. I want to play yes. more of those games from developers who are literally sitting right there looking at you, going, "Are you liking my game?" Mm. I hope you're liking my game. I really hope you're liking my game. Please like my game. <laughs> it's like yeah. and just the, the weirdness fucking and best thing ever. And, the, and then and the, and reading from the Book of Worms. And so the Book of Worms is that's really the only book I read anymore. Yeah, because I don't read much. Uh, was there anything else? Like I, you know, oddly enough, I saw Behemoth's new game, but I don't really feel like mm. any in like I mean. I have n- I have nothing but nice things to say about Behemoth's games. I just feel like after Battle Blocks Theater, I just don't know that I care right. anymore. Um, I, I'll say you know it was a PAX. It was really there's a lot of people. It was really interesting. I I liked, I loved all the cosplay costumes. I still I still get a kick out of the effort and the in- ingenuity some people put into these. Um, you know, and I'll Gears of War Four of felt out of place. Yes. Honestly, like seeing oh, Gears of War Four there felt ex- like extremely out of place in a, in a in a show like this. And and, and yeah, the, the cosplayers are great. Like they're they and they the thing is they just the their 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 spirit about it is so great too because they put so much effort into what they're doing and then it's just like and they have to walk around often these either. Either large, heavy, hot costumes or skimpy, barely cold, anything at barely all. Anything. They're cold exactly. costumes. Exactly. But yeah, and it's just amusing to see, like, you know, the, first of all, they'd be walking around trying to keep in character, but then they're people. So, like, you know, Mad Moxie or like, and Link will be like sitting, like, lying against like a, the wall eating a hot dog exactly <laughs> there's nothing funnier than seeing them online trying to get a sausage dog <laughs> like all of and you know especially when it's like all the league of legend characters coming <laughs> together in one place and it's just like you guys are eating food together you should be beating the shit <laughs> out of each other yes. this is ridiculous stop this nonsense um 
I'm trying to think if there's any other game that we missed that like we're gonna try to get to tomorrow. Basically, I mean, you know, the the fun thing is that um, oh, and I played Galaxy on an iPad. It oh, works. you're right. So that was I. kind of fun. That was one of the first things we saw yeah. today. It worked. It was interesting. Um, that game is fun. I definitely like Galaxy. Uh, there's just so much stuff to try to get to. Yeah. So. And I, I think there's... So on that note... <laughs> I think there was a good amount that we, got, that we saw today. I think we're going to try to see even more, try to do some interviews, try to you know, just get as much of the PAX experience as we can get into our brains, cameras, recording devices, and, uh, you know, stick it all up on the website as soon as we possibly can. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, we'll probably be neck deep into day two of PAX East 2016. In the meantime, we are going to call this one a show and get out of here and get some sleep because mm-hmm. we've got a fucking mm-hmm. long day ahead of us. But... Yeah. Uh, dude, any last thoughts? Anything? Just like, so far so good. Pax. So far so good. Things have been going all right. Um, I mean, you know, off to a I rocky start, but I think I haven't it's, coughed my lungs up yet, so that's good to hear that. Yeah. Um, I just you know, this off to a rocky start. What is that? The robe is still comfortable. The robe is still. The robe is the only way to do this. I kind of want to use a robe during <laughs> every podcast now. <laughs> you should do it for all your casts, like, too. Your, your signature. Hey, Rob. Oh, Rob's in a robe. Exactly. It's just, you know, hello, I'm Robin Leach. Here's <laughs> lifestyles of the podcasting rich and famous. There is no such thing. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I think PAX is going great. I'd like, you know, it's great turnout. The Boston Convention Center is awesome. The people are there are great. I've had a fucking amazing time hanging out with the Twitch people. Uh, and uh, look forward to seeing more awesome games tomorrow at the show and talking to more cool people. All right, let's do it. All right, so that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, be sure to check out all of the stuff that we got posted on GameCrashers.net. We're going to have some articles up, some videos up on our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing some live streams uh, after PAX is over, trying to highlight some of the games that we saw here, see if anybody sends us some codes for stuff to maybe give away during the show. And share with you all the information uh, post-script-wise on everything PAX East 2016. So until then, for Jason Barini, I am your host, Rob James. We forgot to do the intros of who we were at the top of the no, show. No, we said... Uh, you Did said we? You said my name. I said your name. I didn't say my name. Anyway, that guy was Rob, by the way. Th- that Rob guy. That Dark Side Rob dude from that Twitch channel that nobody remembers. No, I'm kidding. I love all of you. You are like my... Family, family, my 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 children, my soulmates. Exactly, my zombie brethren who I send in to fight for me as lemmings that oh, they then fantastic. fall off a cliff. My, one of the most embarrassing moments of that game was I sent almost all of my zombies off of a cliff because oh, there yes, was a little I. trick level yep. where I sent them up You're a ladder and they just started going boom, boom, yep. boom. The guy was, "You're, You're going to, to kill them all. You have to turn it the other way." <laughs> that was sort of a Jean-Claude Van Damme voice, by the way. All right, once again, for Jason Perini, I am yep. your host and master ceremonies, Rob James. Until next time for day two of uh, PAX East. This has been day one at PAX East. Game Crashers crew saying, keep playing those video games. Stay safe, everybody. And peace out. Good night.